Graham Phillips versus Bristolian Monks. Ho, ho, and diddly do. Or indeed, hello, my festive, fearful fright spotters. Well, we've not written an episode for a few weeks as we've been busy filming and doing a bunch of Christmas charity events, so extremely busy, which has given us time to collate all the places you can now go to in Britain. And that list is pretty much nowhere. So far, we've tried to release this episode, or chapter if you're reading the books, three times. And we keep having to rewrite it as the rules for COVID-19 in England change on a daily basis. So we apologise that the last two weeks' shows have not come out on time. With that in mind, is today's show going to be a short one? Well, yes, probably. I don't know. Let me explain to anyone reading this hundreds of years into the apocalypse. Ideally, without a rant about how bad our pathetic excuse for a Prime Minister is. All scientific data shows that opening schools is spreading this virus everywhere, and schools are the leading cause of infection, so we ordered everything to close for a month, which slightly dented the infection rate, but not much, partly because all we did was close theatres, and, oh, and cinemas, and, and no one was going to those anyway, but because we didn't close the one place where the disease is spreading, the schools, nothing really changed. It's a bit like if you have an itchy foot and you think the way to cure it is to chop off your hand. We are now going to go into a weird form of lockdowns to do with tier systems, so that will not really fix much. It does, however, massively alter what we can and can't do in regards to ghost hunting. On Wednesday this week, we will find out which tier we all get promoted or relegated to, and this massively affects where we can travel to as you're not allowed to cross the streams. I mean, tiers. So if you're tier 3, you cannot travel to tier 2. If you're tier 2, you can travel to tier 3, but you can't come back unless it is sometime between the 22nd and 28th, unless you went before the 22nd. But then you can't see anyone, and technically you would have taken Tier 3 with you. Are you all following this so far? Now, if you've managed to comprehend the tier system, we get Tier 4, which looks like we will still have until at least April now. This in turn has ruined our plans for this week, as we are supposed to be doing a show that is mostly dominated by spooks to be spotted in Bristol, a large city with a fantastic paranormal history. But this is going to prove difficult as Bristol is in Gloucestershire, which is likely to be going into Tier 3 on Wednesday. Now, does this mean you have to quickly zoom to Bristol? Well, no, because if history is anything to go by, then they will tell us we are in lockdown and no one will get prosecuted for breaking it. As all the Tory MPs head home to their mansions and police have no idea what the actual law is now, as it changes from minute to minute. If you're reading this in the future, or listening in the years to come on Spotify and your podcast software of choice, then all of that bizarre little aside rant is meaningless, and you can jump onto a bus or train and get back to being a tourist. Unless you plan to visit the EU after January the 1st, 2021, but that is a rant that we can all look forward to in a few episodes' time. Instead, if you live in Yorkshire, before they barricade our doors and force us to stay indoors, why not go to Brimham, Yorkshire? B-R-I-M-H-A-M. We have a lovely little legend and a piece of folklore, so unlikely to make any waves when it comes to paranormal evidence, but a nice walk in the country to get a selfie at a paranormal spot instead. Brimham Rocks. These rocks include several with names, the Lover's Rock and the Wishing Stone. You need to place the middle finger of your right hand in the hole and make a wish, which is just a general interesting rule of life as far as I'm concerned. But should you wish to know if the ghost hunters you are with are honest, then find the Rocking Stone. And I don't mean the haunted face of Mick Jagger or Keith Richards, who may actually be the Walking Dead. 
Once you've found this stone, challenge them to move it, as apparently it only moves with the effort of an honest man. So that was an actual experiment that could be done. Admittedly, the likelihood of anything coming from it is unlikely, unless we've sent hundreds of tourists there and they all get the lurgy from inserting digits into a stone. Obviously, disinfect your hole and your digits before embarking on such an experiment. Once you have lovely clean hands, then head south so long as you're in a corresponding tier level or have family there and you're in a bubble, as we find the lovely spot called Brinklow, Warwickshire. B-R-I-N-K-L-O-W. The locals in any place at the moment do not particularly like us, as we keep sending townies into their COVID-19 free villages. We should be safe from this one, however. You are looking for Brinklow Hill or The Tump. If you have seen our video episode from Halloween 2020, you will see we are at the Tump on top of a hill, that being Bella's Nap. As we sat there, we watched countless people all holding the same gate one after another or leaning on the same wall, and then none of them washing their hands or using hand gel. So be aware, just because you're in the country or on a hill, that does not make you impenetrable to lurgy bugs. There have probably been hundreds of people walking where you are right now all day. If you're reading this after getting vaccinated, then as safe as you are, please don't go licking gateposts and smearing bits of you over every available surface. If you do misbehave in such a manner, then there is a possibility of immediate paranormal retribution from a phantom archer who has been seen taking aim and practising his archery, as we have no idea if phantom arrows can cause harm or not. He has been spotted in the last year or so, and this might be an interesting active area right now. I'm also aware of a Victorian ghost that haunts the area, though that is all the information I have on said spook, and at one point this was a hotspot for UFO sightings. That would seem to be the general breakdown of spooks to spot, but on digging around Brinklow, a wealth of interesting paranormal and satanic behaviour is, or has been, going on for quite a while. And as we have the time to waste, why not tell you about it? We will centre on a little hill known as the Tump, as it has a fascinating history. The hill and its nearby earthworks represent one of the best preserved Motton Bailey castle sites in the country. We do have a hint of the age of the area being older than this, however, as the name Brinklow suggests a much older settlement, and was possibly Norman in origin. Britain is great when it comes to town names, as often they hint at the age or a reason for its existence. With newer countries such as the US, very often places are named after people, or the town that the new inhabitants originally came from. The word Brinker was possibly a name of a person or peoples in the area, and Hillor meant hill, so that's H-Y-L-A-W. Also, in early Welsh there is a common name Bryn, which also means mount that is a large hill, and the word low means valley, so a valley and a hill just to confuse us. The reason I'm putting this is so many times I've heard people wondering why high up areas often have the word low in them. The hlo or hlor normally referred to a man-made sculpture like a burial mound which were often situated on top of hills. Before the Normans built their structure, the Hlo was probably about 500 years old. If you know anything about how Roman roads were built, we have a fascinating bit of trivia here. I live near part of the Foss Way, which is an old Roman road, and these particular types of road are famous for being straight. Even when there's a massive hill in front of you, they tended to go over it instead of round it. This is to do with how they mapped out the topography of the area using the highest points and beacons, but that is a boring lecture that I can give any of you should we be able to do a live ghost hunt again. 
The reason I give us this deviation is because the Foss Way does deviate from its straight path here because of the Hlor and goes around it. We would know more about the history and dates of the mound if it had ever been excavated, but as far as I can tell, it hasn't, so it may be full of dragons and gold. Please do not attempt to find out, as I don't think any policeman will believe a spade is a normal piece of ghost hunting equipment. There is a bit of a paranormal mega name attached to the area in the form of Graham Phillips. If you're unaware of his psychic questing books, they are a rather entertaining, maybe not factually fantastic, but worth a read. The Eye of Fire, a particularly entertaining read, is based around Brinklow Hill. To quote from the font of all knowledge, the internet, Graham's own website claims in The Eye of Fire, Graham Phillips and Martin Keatman investigate claims of the macabre haunting of Brinklow Hill. Many witnesses tell of seeing a sinister, dark figure in Victorian clothes standing on top of the hill. However, the Brinklow case is more than just a run-of-the-mill haunting. Strange electrical anomalies occur in the area at the time the ghost is seen. Back in 1982, one night when dozens of local people claimed to have seen the ghost standing ominously on Brinklow Hill, the hill was hit by multiple lightning strikes that blasted apart three trees that had stood on top for decades. This is a man with many interviews and articles written about him, and in another article it is said that Graham claimed for over a century, the ghost has said to haunt both Brinklow Hill and the Raven Inn that stands just below it. Not only was the ghost of a dark Victorian figure said to have been seen in the bar, but frightening poltergeist activity was reported by both the landlords and patrons alike. The ghost is even claimed to have been caught on film when a group of researchers photographed Brinklow Hill. Other researchers have followed in his wake in regards to the area, and I've read many articles about Kabbalists, Satanists and Sun Worshippers all congregating around the Tump. It is apparently awash with psychic energies. When Christianity arrived in any pagan area, it would often take over the pagan temples and magical sites and claim them as their own. And this is no different, as there was a church built in 1215. This early Norman church was altered to quite a degree in the 18th century and its dedication to St John the Baptist is a reference to early god-stealing, as he is associated with sun-worshipping sites. The arguments for and against this are many, and we could spend episode after episode looking at the evidence, so let's just say it's a theory held by many. So that's the theories and history over and done with. Let's please our true crime listeners and tell you about a murder, and quite possibly a strange ritual killing at that. It is claimed that in 1865 there was a murder of a young servant girl by the name of Sarah Haynes. The poor unfortunate was found dead on Brinklow Hill, and the forensics at the time determined that she had been strangled. There was a suspect called John Lang who came under suspicion, partly due to the fact that he was a self-proclaimed Satanist, and a member of an occult society that met in the grounds of a nearby abbey. It is thought that not long after this, Lang himself disappeared, throwing fuel onto the fire of suspicion, so to speak. So poor Sarah may be responsible for some of the spook sightings on the hill, or John Lang, or any of the Satanists that apparently perform their evenings of fun rituals on the tump. There have been many UFO sightings around here over the years, as well as glowing orbs all over the hill. So, if it's a lovely evening, why not sit out under the stars, waiting for lights, and hoping to catch a satanic orgy or two? I hear you're all about to shout, why is this area so saturated in psychic and paranormal weirdness? But let me stop you before that sentence leaves your lips. 
there is supposedly a ley line that cuts through the area. So back to our version of explaining facts using magical thinking. There are countless books and articles about what ley lines are, or might more likely are not. So I won't go over it too much here, but the quick explanation is that people think the world is covered in energy lines between sacred and mystical places. The Brinklow Ley Line runs from Coombe Abbey, the home of the John Lang's possible occultist meetings, then carries on along the Foss Way through the Easenhall Church, a nearby earthworks, Cotton House, another mound of Victorian folly, and various other places of weirdness. Get yourselves a map and draw a line through all of these and see if you can find out more. Then realise you have to account for the curvature of the Earth, Mercator's projection, and then think, hang on, this doesn't work. Brislington, Bristol. Brislington is an area in Bristol, but it's a large area, so I thought we would mention it before we get to Bristol proper. And anyway, we're going to get to Bristol straight after this, so what's your problem? I'm about to suggest ghost hunting in a pub, and I know I've said avoid pubs, but at the moment we need to avoid everywhere. So if I did that, then we would be on the letter Z by the end of this chapter. The reason I'm putting this pub is because it has toilets that are haunted, and if you're out and about spook spotting and need to find a loo, then the pub is possibly your only option, and probably a lot less lurgified than the nearest McDonald's. The pub in question is The Black Castle. A small ghost-like child has been seen at the back of the pub near the toilets. One report claims that a woman walked past the child and in a friendly manner said, Hello! The girl's reply was to simply vanish. This ties in with behaviour from stone tape type ghosts. The minute they are interacted with, it breaks the playback and their image disappears. There is another ghost story associated with the building, but we cannot get to investigate it as it's on the upper floors of the building and certainly not capable of being spotted on a quick run to the loo. This female form is seen in the top tower of the castle and is claimed to be that of a nun. There is a legend that she committed suicide as she has fallen pregnant. Previous managers and staff have talked about floating figures and shadows in this area of the pub, with occasional poltergeist activity thrown in. The poltergeist activity has also been seen in the bar, with glasses throwing themselves from the shelves, and it's claimed that the restaurant's ghostly happenings intensify around midnight, leading to many staff members trying to avoid that area if possible at the end of the night. Now, I did say I was going to try and get all the way to Bristol in this episode, and it appears I may possibly have lied. And yes, you are correct, this is a short episode. So we're going to start next week's episode with Bristol and all the places that you really can't visit as it'll all be locked down and the whole place will be covered in plague. So until then, stay safe, stay sane, and keep spook spotting. Goodbye! Goodbye!